All right, Jeremy, what do you have today? Jim Jordan's Stasi invasion and fake drug busts in the White House. What do you have? I have time blindness. I have deep fakes. And is Sound of Freedom a psyop? Let's get to the truth. Okay, people, let's begin. Lift off. Get up, everybody. Are you ready to be baited with the truth? Good, because you're listening to the Truth Bait Podcast. I'm documentary filmmaker and podcaster Andrew Marcus. And with me always as we deconstruct America's propaganda war and put some truth back into the narrative is the only cultural therapist you should be listening to. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, give it up for the one and only rebel pundit. Jeremy Siegel! Jeremy, welcome yeah. to the podcast. That was a smooth intro. You like that? Yeah. Which part did you good, wait, which part was smooth? Was it the was it the part where I said let's get to the truth and then rolled in? That's a no, new no, line. no, no, no. I'm not talking about any of that stuff. I'm uh. talking about we didn't have to redo it six times. <laughs> <laughs> we, what are you talking about? That's never happened. I think four is the, For pe- is people the most don't we've know. ever had to do. <laughs> Does everybody out there know what day Wait, what it are you is? T- yeah, what are you talking about how smooth this was? It's not even Friday, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> that, I guess that's true. But it's re- those are our smoothest Saturday opener we've had. Yeah, it was the smoothest opening we have, and we don't consider the entire day we couldn't get rolling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, right, right, right. I guess I forgot about that part. <laughs> For those who don't know, the last several episodes we've produced have been uh, plagued by horrible technical difficulties. Uh, yeah, which turn out to the, be uh, manifest in a bush. Right. It's it's a problem with bushes. This is very holy. And Except you had a bush bushes, that was preventing communication. The, the bushes have been in the way of us reaching the audience. Explain to people. So we, we've had some, uh, you know, I, I live in a very rural area in the woods, and internet connectivity is sometimes, uh, well, it's a challenge. And we have seemed to finally figure out over years of trial and error getting reliable internet speed but i have to run a cable across from from my property 300 feet through a pine forest uh of my neighbor's property to a radio antenna halfway up a pine tree that (laughs) beams a signal across a cornfield, about a hundred acre cornfield. Wait, let me just. You receive your internet from a tree. Well, sort of. It comes. So, so there's a farm across the cornfield that has a repeater on a flagpole. Ah. And so the internet beams from Farm City, which is a bunch of big grain elevators. So from the top of the grain elevators, it beams out the internet. Down to this receiver repeater 
at this farm property across the cornfield, which then beams the internet to the radio receiver on the tree, which runs down the tree through a cable, through the woods, a couple spots it's trenched into the ground, and then across into my garage where the internet is then broadcast throughout our home. And for this internet to work, which is actually really great internet, the one caveat is you must have direct line of sight between all of those connection points uh, through the air. And we, we were, in the last several shows we produced, we were having a lot of trouble working in live real time with each other, getting delays and all kinds of horrible jarbly and just outright dropping out. And then we figured out some workarounds. And yesterday on Friday, to the best of our ability, we could not connect at all, basically. You had to go ask and your neighbor if you could chop down a bush <laughs> so that we could right, so that we so could get to the truth. <laughs> so I called the internet provider, which is a great company that I love, and they're like, yeah, we do see a problem. So I went out, I checked, I saw these bushes, these buckthorn bushes had grown up on the other side of the driveway, completely blocking the signal. So I had to get permission from my neighbor, which has usually been easy to do, and it's important to stay on good terms with your neighbors. And really, if you're using their land for your internet connectivity, it's really important. <laughs> and uh, I, I see especially this, when your only other option is Elon Musk's uh, Starlink, Sky Starlink. I, can I just I picture your neighbor as a Hillary Clinton voter. Uh, with you know the the forward flag in their yard, and there you are. You're like, oh, can you believe these Republicans? And can I cut down a bush so that I can get to my get to the internet? <laughs> the uh, it's the actually it's the I hate opposite. bushes. I hate George Bush. I hate all bushes. Nope. My <laughs> yeah. My neighbor has signs in his front uh, of his property that say "Worst Governor Evers." Nice. And big Trump flags. Um, so, anyways, that uh, that is. So I had to get. I got permission. He said I could go cut the bushes down. That's what I was doing yesterday, when we were supposed to be broadcasting uh, Truth Bait to you. And so, as soon as the trees were down, internet speed went right back up to normal, and here we Very are. Very nice. To the best of our ability. The good news is that even though we're here on Saturday instead of Friday, there are a lot of people out there, Jeremy, who would not have any idea that uh, we are apparently suffering from time blindness. And that's why we were not able to be here on time yesterday. So I just got yelled at for asking a very reasonable question. So I'm applying to go somewhere, and I just wanted to know, are there accommodations for people who struggle with time blindness and being on time, you know? And then the person I was with interrupted and acted like I was asking something else. And then when we were done, they actually started yelling at me and saying that accommodations for time blindness doesn't exist. And if you struggle with being on time, you'll never be able to get a job, you know, provided you're trying your absolute best to be there. And then they're like, your stupid generation wants to destroy the workplace. 
And yeah, I think that a culture where workers are just cut off because they struggle with being on time when there's other solutions that we can look to, I think that just anybody who thinks it's okay to just treat people like that, yeah, that culture needs to be dismantled. And then I asked that person, how can you feel good about yourself upholding this kind of system? And then to think, I'm entitled. No, if people think it's okay to treat others like this, uh, that's entitlement. I hope she's one of our listeners, one of our producers, because <laughs> then she'll understand why we weren't here yesterday. <laughs> My favorite part is... Uh, so see. I just got yelled at for asking a very reasonable question. So I'm applying to go somewhere, and I just wanted to know, are there accommodations for people who struggle with time blindness and being on time? You know. You know. No, I don't know. <laughs> Weirdly, I don't know. See, I don't. I look at this and I think to myself, this woman has got to be a CIA op. She's got to be an op. Nobody is this pathetic. Or is it just satire? I, if it is, she's not letting on. Because I've seen, I've seen good. I think we've you've even brought a couple clips like that to this show where you got duped. Yeah, but she's got good she satire. Has tears in her eyes. She looks like she's. Yeah, oh, really? she's tearing up. I think she's serious. If she's satire, hmm. it's perfect. <laughs> it's absolutely perfect. And then the person I was with interrupted and acted like I was asking something else. And then when we were done, they actually started yelling at me and saying that accommodations for time blindness doesn't exist. And if you struggle with being on time, you'll never be able to get a job. That's actually that's that's fact. <laughs> that is a fact. This is. Well, uh, she could get a government job. <laughs> this is chaotic philosopher on TikTok. So people should go check it out and see if they can sniff out whether or not this is real. Time blindness. Chaotic philosopher. Sounds like this is her shtick. Like she's really good at being like a hypersensitive snowflake that needs all sorts of accommodations for her... Uh, for her struggles. But what does it say about because the, of the oppressive society that she's forced to reside in? Uh, what does it say about their movement <laughs> that you can't differentiate between their reality and parody of their movement? You, you wouldn't know. You can't tell. Yeah, they they well, live in a world beyond parody. I. Uh, I have time blindness sometimes. <laughs> Do you? But nobody makes any accommodations for me. Vegas. Except my kids. They have no choice. Vegas makes an entire business model out of time blindness. No windows, <laughs> yeah. no clocks, nothing. Nope. Once you're in, you can never leave. Uh, so uh, the House Judiciary had a big hearing that's you have uh jim jordan right i assume that's the, from the house judiciary hearing with chris ray is that correct yeah and i don't even know where my clip actually is uh came from i don't have a clip from the actual hearing i have uh i think it's maria bartiromo on fox business interviewing a different congressperson about what i think is like either one of Jim Jordan's most evil ideas he's ever come up with or dumbest ideas he's ever come up with. You know, let's, I don't know if he said it in the hearing or not, but maybe get into the hearing and then... Uh, well, so here's what I have. In the past, when I've done this for, for the show, for our producers, where I watch a an awful, long, 
appearing so that other people don't have to. And I found that when I do that, my reports are a little bit too long. I go too deep. And I'm taking a different path this time. Did you get a complaint or no, something? No, I, as I listen, I listen through every broadcast uh, to the best of my ability. Sometimes I can't, but I tend to listen to every single podcast we do. And I'm very self-critical. And I just... Don't tell me you put yourself to sleep. <laughs> no, but I did. I, even I'm listening to me going, okay... Enough. Let's move on. <laughs> Enough. You made the point. Yes. <laughs> and I, I happen to uh, love the sound of my own voice. <laughs> so when I reach the point where I can't take me anymore, I know that's it. <laughs> so can I tell you a secret, what's Andrew? That? Sometimes I agree with that assessment. <laughs> that you agree that you've heard too much from me. <laughs> Enough. Let's move on. I think your your anal your analysis is so great. It's so you're you get so good and so much good stuff. But then sometimes I'm like, hey, I'm never going to get a turn over here if you keep going. <laughs> yeah, it, it just is. It it gets too long, and I might as well have played the original hearing uh, without any breaks that it feels like. So I've taken a different approach for this. All I've done is I've collected a couple of the clips that have gone viral. And we could talk about you know the, why they've gone viral, or we don't even have to. And then I clipped the only thing that I think was actually relevant from the entire hearing. So I only have, I have four clips from this whole thing, which is okay. greatly reduced. And, and we can start by, let's, let, let's play a couple of the viral clips. These were going around. Everybody was excited. Eight days ago on July 4th in the Western District of Louisiana, the court found that the federal government suppressed America. Oh, wait, this was not viral. This was, I clipped this because he's talking about Jim Hoft's case. This is the key. You know, we interviewed Jim Hoft on the previous episode, oh, doing a deep dive yeah. on his case, uh, where it's the state of Missouri and Louisiana uh, suing the Biden administration. There was a huge judgment that came out, uh, barring the federal government and and a lot of specific people in the federal government from communicating with social media companies for the purpose of curbing, censoring, prohibiting constitutionally protected free speech. And they appealed this so that they could be allowed to censor constitutionally protected free speech. And I actually, I haven't had a chance to check this out, Jeremy. I just heard early this morning that that was, that the order was stayed, that the appeals court stayed uh, the yeah, order. I saw there was a part, there was like a temporary pause so temporarily, they As can go the back headline I and, read. And, and censor per constitutionally protected speech. If people remember, literally everything they were barred from had the specific qualification that it is only in regards to constitutionally protected free speech under the First Amendment. They still had the right to talk to the social media companies for crime-related stuff, national security-related issues. There was no... They weren't barred from talking them, to them completely. And... Uh, uh, yeah, so that uh, that's amazing that a judge said, oh, yeah, no, I, there's a reason why they would have to <laughs> censor constitutionally protected speech. Let's pause this order. But so Jim Jordan opened by talking about that. That's how big this story is. Eight days ago on July 4th in the Western District of Louisiana, the court found that the federal government suppressed Americans First Amendment free speech rights. In his conclusion on page 154, the court said this, the judge said this. Plaintiffs are likely to succeed on the merits in establishing that the government has used its power to silence the opposition. 
opposition to COVID-19 vaccines, opposition to COVID-19 masks and lockdowns, opposition to the lab leak theory of COVID-19, opposition to the validity of the 2020 election, opposition to President Biden's policies, statements that the Hunter Biden laptop was true, and opposition to policies of the government officials in power. All were suppressed. The court further writes, the United States government seems to have assumed a role similar to an Orwellian ministry of truth. So I was just happy to see him open with Jim's case, basically. Uh, these are two clips that went viral. I'm sitting here with my father. I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. Sounds like a shakedown, doesn't it, Director? Uh, I'm not gonna get into commenting on that. Well, you, you, you seem deeply uncurious about it, don't you? Almost suspiciously uncurious. Are you protecting the Bidens? Absolutely not. The FBI well, does not, the has no oh, interest on. in protecting anyone You won't answer the question about whether or not that's a shakedown, and everybody knows why you won't answer it. Because to, ev to the millions of people who will see this, they know it is. And your inability to acknowledge that is deeply revealing about you. So that's the, that's, you know, Matt Gates red meat. Everybody loves Matt Gates's red meat. That made the viral, you know, made the viral rounds. And so that was on the right. On the left, uh, Eric Swallows made the, uh, made the rounds. Chairman, I've counted in this hearing, and we're only about an hour and a half in, the use of the word laptop about 20 times. In fact, in the chairman's opening statement, he said that he's upset that he believes the FBI prevented more Americans from learning about a private citizen's laptop. That is bananas to me. You all are bringing up FISA, every single question. You're essentially saying to the American people that you're guardians of personal security and privacy, but the 2020 election was determined because the FBI, no, because the FBI didn't let more Americans see a private citizen's non-consensual nudes? Is that what we're saying here? that you lost the election not because of your ideas, but because a private citizen's laptop Do you want an answer? Will wasn't you yield? out there? Will you that's, yield? That's bananas. Will like, you, you should be a party of ideas, not a party of non-consensual nudes to help you win an election. Will you and yield for an answer? it seems like that is what the objection is here today. So Eric Swallows brings you the red meat of the left. And th there is... This was, you know, so that was, that was, that was the hearing. <laughs> okay. This back and forth, the red meat for both sides. But I got to, in one clip, the actual, the only thing that mattered from this hearing. You have the FBI director there. There's this, the, a litany of issues, uh, complaints for the behavior of the FBI. And uh, chief among them, uh, among which is the fact that the FBI was using the NSA and FISA to illegally search millions of illegal searches of data on Americans, Mil like literally millions of illegal queries. And 
the the fact that the FBI used the FISA court, lied to the FISA court to spy on American citizens for political reasons during the Trump campaign. We all know this happened. So you would think that the Republicans would be looking to get rid of FISA, specifically Section 702, which is what allows them to spy on American citizens. But no. Think about what Americans have seen. National School Board Association, left-wing political group, writes the White House and asks them to treat parents as, at school board meetings as terrorists. And the Garland Justice Department does just that. Americans have seen the FBI's Richmond Field Office put together a memorandum saying pro-life Catholics are extremists. They've seen 20 FBI agents, SWAT team members, show up at the home of Mark Halk and arrest him in front of his wife and seven children, even though he had indicated he'd be happy to turn himself in. And what was he arrested for? Him and his 12-year-old son were praying outside an abortion facility. Some guy starts screaming in his son's face and he, and he did what, what frankly any dad would do, defended his child. American speech is censored, parents are called terrorists, Catholics are called radicals, and I haven't even talked about the spying that took place of a presidential campaign or the raiding of a former president's home. Here's what's amazing. With all that history, with all that, the Justice Department, the FBI, want the taxpayers they censored, the parents they labeled, the pro-life Catholics they called radical, they want them to pay for a new FBI headquarters. And they want FISA reauthorization of the 702 program in its current form. It's in, it's in the director's opening statement. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. There are 204,000 reasons why Republicans will oppose FISA reauthorization in its current form. 204,000 times the FBI improperly searched the 702 database. And unlike the FBI censorship in the court's opinion that was focused on conservatives, the FBI's illegal scrutiny wasn't just limited to conservatives. BLM supporters were illegally scrutinized by the FBI as well. And I hope our Democrat friends will join us in opposing reauthorization of Section 702 the way it's currently done. So did you catch what the sleight of hand that's going on here? Yeah. They're going to reauthorize 702. They're going to reauthorize. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. There's your hero, Jim Jordan. Yeah. The guy's a joke. What do you have from Jim Jordan? He's the male empty green. <laughs> he might be. It is. It's just another hero for you to hang your hat on and he will never deliver. Yeah, I don't care for him anymore. Uh, I never thought that highly of him. I just, I kind of didn't know. You know, I was like, I think I was just sort of like, you know, there's something. He's the current I I Trey a while back, he reminded me of Thank Trey you, Gowdy. yes, that's exactly right. right. <clears throat> that's exactly right. He does. You know, you think he's this great bulldog that's going to bring, deliver justice, and he's just. Going to deliver 702. Part <laughs> one of the pack you know he's a member of the pack yeah. and he was he was never ever even a maybe about mccarthy so that he could have this position right. of theater mm -hmm. 
and pretend he's going to do something important for right. Everybody. No, they they, get, they have the red meat, they have the outrage, and then at the end of the day, they slip seven hundred two right back in. Well, so he <laughs> mentioned that uh, he mentioned that new headquarters, yes. right? So I had saw this headline pop up, and I was like, "They're talking about moving these people huh. out of DC. They think that's a part of the problem." Yeah, and I saw cultural this, problem. I saw this headline. Right, I saw this headline on Gateway Pundit, uh, written by Mike Lachance. The headline was "Do It!" Exclamation! Jim Jordan supports idea of moving the FBI out of Washington D.C. Suggests Alabama. Here's a uh, Maria Bartiromo talking about it, and I think there's some. I don't know. There might be a couple red flags with this idea. I know, like everybody thinks, yeah, great, stick it to the FBI. But I don't know. Listen to this. Committee Chairman Jim Jordan is asking the House Appropriations Committee to not grant funding for the FBI's new headquarters unless it relocates to Huntsville, Alabama. The House Judiciary Committee writing this on Twitter. The benefits of moving the FBI headquarters to Huntsville, Alabama? 20 to 30 FBI divisions already have a presence there. The FBI already consider, considers it a second headquarters, and there's already a runway for Christopher Ray's private jet. <laughs> Does that sound like a punishment? <laughs> yeah, I wonder if the, the people living there would just be thrilled to have the FBI be there uh, with their global headquarters. Why aren't we talking about I, I disbanding tw- the FBI? Why are we talking right, about I read giving that, them a brand new headquarters I, with new funding? Right, right. I, well, so, and then it's like, who says they want a new headquarters in D.C.? You know, maybe they wanted in Alabama, as she read, which I read on this House Judiciary tweet. This is from the House Judiciary GOP account. The benefits of moving the FBI headquarters to Huntsville, Alabama, question mark, 20 to 30, as she said, 20 to 30 FBI divisions already have a presence there. The FBI already considers it a secondary HQ. There's already a runway for Chris Ray's private jet. How wonderful. Let's just grow the size and scope of the FBI right in the middle of the Bible belt of patriotic Americans. Right. Relocate them right into the heart of the population that they've been attacking. <laughs> this, to me, is like the same strategy, which I hate, of DeSantis and uh, Abbott down in Texas sending busloads of illegals up into the interior of the country as if they're playing some Alinskyite tactics against the Democrats. Yeah, you and I disagree on when that one. They're aiding and abetting illegal activity. Wait, but Jeremy, they're here. The, what, you would, you, you're, what you're advocating for is that they just stay in these southern states. No, what I'm advocating for is DeSantis and Abbott send them back, deport can them. They? I didn't even know if they can do that. Anything the Supreme Court rules unconstitutional, the Democrats can do. <laughs> well, that's true. That is true. Yeah. They so ruled, why do they, they if, the, if it, Biden's uh, debt forgiveness for students unconstitutional, and then he turned around in 48 hours and did it anyway? Right. The state they 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 don't that no law applies to them to any of them. It's not just Democrats. It's Republicans too. Laws do not apply if they don't want them to. But we can, we have a right to defend our borders, and those states have a right to defend their borders from invasion. They don't have to wait for the federal government to come and do it just because the federal government says they have to. 
So that's why I have a problem with it. And to me, this is the same type of thing. Like, ooh, we're going to show them. And they tweet in this photograph uh, of Chris Ray and a couple of the other guys breaking ground, like, on a site somewhere, you know, by this airport where his private jet lands. No, get rid of the FBI. Where is the constitutional authority for a federal secret police in this country? Uh, isn't it? Isn't Where it is near, it? It's located adjacent to the right to privacy. Where is it? It's pro- we might find it in the Soviet Constitution. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jeremy. I, I at the end of the day, which is a great document to read, by the way. If anybody has as as if you, you have not it. read, Do you have it. The Soviet Constitution. What do you have? Bring passages. I, it's a, it's it's a, it's a it's a great document to read because you will see that they're guaranteed all sorts of rights in that country that they're trying to give us also here which aren't rights they're enslavements so they're going straight off it like it's a script anyways uh that just really I saw that and I'm like all right Jim Jordan sorry Sorry, I was trying to audition some music. <laughs> oh, that didn't work out. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Jim Jordan here. I, trying to I find don't know. Soviet military the Soviet music. anthem. <laughs> How about the Soviet national anthem? Um, Jim Jordan, I don't know in this case, like if he thinks he's being clever and funny. Like she goes on and talks to here. She talks to another uh, GOP congressperson here. Joining me right now is Ohio Congressman Max Miller. He's the member of the House Agriculture, Science, Space and Technology Committees. Congressman, let's talk about this. Uh, is, is this a joke or are you actually going to try to push the headquarters to Alabama? I don't think it's an actual joke, and I think what Congressman Jordan is doing is the first step in the right direction. There is no doubt that there is a liberal bias within the Department of the Federal Bureau of Investigations, or the agency, I should say. We do not trust in this country and the American people from what I have seen and the constituents that I listen to every <laughs> single day when I go back home that they believe we live in a two-tier justice system, and I believe we all saw that come full circle when Hunter Biden got the sweetheart deal that he did at the end of the day. You're going to be able to actually push that through, though. I mean, the, the FBI is expecting its money for the bigger headquarters, uh, and they're making the case that, look, the FBI should be close to Washington, to prosecutors, to the Congress uh, as, a, as a normal piece of business. Look, I completely agree with that, but we have to look for other solutions in order to break the liberal bias that is in Washington, D.C. Maria, I worked here in four years under the Trump administration and the Trump White House. I have been in the federal government as a political. I have seen the cesspool of what we have in a deep state and a two-tier justice system throughout our federal government. Yeah. I believe that this is a great idea that should be looked into and to possibly have happen. And look, yeah. you already put it down. Chris Ray already has a private landing strip at the secondary FBI headquarters it's a perfect spot for him to land <laughs> they keep talking about that jet everybody's talking about that jet yeah what i don't know what the deal is with that but how, well, how about defund how his private he, jet <laughs> right why does he have a private jet how does moving how would moving or it doesn't even sound like moving it just sounds like improving right they're ta- they're just talking about funding the their they're secondary funding the budget for this new headquarters they're not even talking about shutting down DC how does this 
break the bias? How does this break the liberal oh, bias? I'm they not think worried that about they liberal deliver bias. Billions of dollars to the FBI. The FBI is going to like them again. I'm not worried about liberal bias here. I'm worried about fascist Stasi secret police. That's what this is. So <laughs> there you go. We're gonna have. We're, yeah, that's it. We're gonna have. So here's what's gonna happen. They're gonna have. They're gonna have a new second headquarters built in Alabama, right in the middle of Trump supporting America in the South. And they're gonna fund their in their bigger headquarters in DC yes, also. They are. And they're gonna say, oh well, we didn't give them that whole budget, you know, because they were asking for sixteen trillion dollars or whatever it was to build a new office. Mm-hmm. And then they were going to, oh, no, now we're going to threaten them. No, okay, they've agreed to take less money for a smaller facility in D.C., and we're going to move 50% of the bureau to Alabama, and in five or six years, we're going to have another one in Nebraska, and then in five or six more years, and we're going to have giant secret police headquarters in all of the different regions of this country so they can have a tighter clamp around all of our necks. But didn't you see how Matt Gates really went after Ray? Oh, he yeah. Destroyed he destroyed really him. got him. He destroyed, yeah, he destroyed him. him. <laughs> Matt Gates, he's our hero. Yeah, he did so good. And now did you see what they're doing to punish him for that? Right, they opened up uh, McCarthy... Leader McCarthy opens up a health ethics uh, investigation against Matt Gates. Open opens up. Here's, here's the two. Here's the two possibilities of that one. It's either a fake investigation designed to get us to support Matt Gates more. Yep. Or it's real. Matt Gates is an idiot for giving up when he had the opportunity to stop McCarthy from becoming the speaker. Because mm-hmm. that's what they did. I'm inclined. And to, I don't I'm care. To, uh, think that it is the second. <laughs> I, there was no reason for them to let McCarthy get the speakership. I don't care what they were threatened with. No reason, because you got Pelosi. She's your speaker still. Right, and not only that, have any of them made the move to 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 take him out? No, they was the worst thing they ever did was pass the last budget increase or whatever the fake debt ceiling they always talk about and that's what they were going to do right oh there was rumblings in the patriot caucus where well it only takes one person to cast a vote of no confidence and then bring it to a house a floor vote why didn't they make the democrats vote for mccarthy why didn't they do that because that's what would have happened mccarthy was gonna be the speaker no matter what they were going to get Democrat votes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no question. If they were going to shut McCarthy down, the Democrats would have voted. They would have gotten five Democrats or whatever they needed. And then then you would have really shown who McCarthy is. But everyone still gets brainwashed by the fake Fox News puff pieces they do all the time. Oh, McCarthy's talking tough to Biden and right, whatever. Right, exactly. It feels good. It's sugar. So it feels good. Maybe he wasn't as bad as we thought. You know, maybe he is working in our interest. No, he's not. And McCarthy or and Matt Gates and Jim Jordan. Sorry, guys. 
you guys are amateur hour for these professional Marxists. I think you're right. There's no, or you're in on there's it. There's nothing in the Constitution that authorizes the FBI raise it to the ground, salt the earth, and start again. Hey, you're anti-law enforcement. Totally. Oh wait, show me the law enforcement. We, I'm anti-Stasi. Right. Yeah. And I think that there so, are really good people inside the FBI. It's just the leadership. Yeah, the secretaries. That's, <laughs> that's what you have to say. That's like the, uh, I, I don't have a clip on this, but all the all the Google people that are being fired right now. There was a, a story on uh, one of the tech sites, one of the left-leaning tech sites, and it was all about how Google fired uh, their employees who recently unionized. And really, Google's just Google's laying off thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And I'm sure they were happy to lump in the unionized people with that group. Uh, I, I just I'm watching these people protesting. They're being fired and I'm laughing. I, I'm it's sad. I mean, it is in to me, in a sense, it no, is sad. You know what? It isn't. It these is people, not, no, it is not sad. What's sad is what these people have associated themselves with. It's like, I'm sorry, if you got fired from the, from the SS, I'm sorry you're unemployed and your family is, is going to struggle. Okay, I guess on one level, I'm sorry your family is going to struggle. But you were working for the SS. Right, <laughs> okay. right. And that's the problem, is, and that's why I say that with, with, with labor unions in particular, because they're generally solid Democrat voting block, and they're used that way, but they're used that way for a reason. And if you go back and read about the Fabian Socialists, if you read uh, Rose Martin's Fabian uh, Freeway, if you can find a copy of it, you probably have to spend $75 on a used copy uh, because it's not in print anymore. But it's the best documentation I've ever seen of the Fabian Socialist movement. And in that, which we've played clips of before, George Bernard Shaw, the old British playwright who was part of that group, he commented at one point in time how the labor unions will eventually need to be removed or gotten rid of, you know, take it, take away their power. They're useful in the short term of bringing about. Uh, the social change that they're looking for. But at some point, they too have to be depowered because the people's movement, the workers' movement, is in conflict with the state. And the state cannot cede its control and power over to those workers, those people, or us. And so it's the same thing here. Is that's why you'll see Google now. You would think a liberal company like Google you know, should love to have unionized workers, right? They, these, these companies, these corporations, they should do everything they can to have more unions. Why would they let them, why would they get rid of them? And that's why, because they, they, they are actually a threat to their power, which is why unions in general aren't such a bad thing. Well, except that as I'm looking at the, cases. I, I, as I was watching the clips of these protesters outside of Google, the union protesters, one of them's holding up a sign for young communists. So, right. you know, I, 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 I would like to see well, them all lose. You know, yeah. I want, for the people who've been fired, I honestly do hope that they find gainful employment in an industry that doesn't destroy the Constitution. 
Uh, is that enough to ask for? I don't want people to starve. I don't want people to suffer. But I do love every one of them getting fired. Every single one of them. It's an evil, evil organization. And none of these people raised their voice or cared one bit when your voice was being censored, when my voice was being censored, as our, as our search returns are manipulated, uh, as people are disappeared through their algorithms. They didn't have any complaint at all. So, yeah, cry me a river. Go find a, a job where you're not evil. What was the book? Well, I still Fabian think it's Freeway? sad. Fabian so Freeway. So the hardcover on Amazon is $300. Is that yeah, right? but there is... I might have two copies. Oh, you should sell. I, there, I'll sell yeah. one. I'll s- <laughs> uh, but no, they have the paperback version, uh, which was printed in April of 2020. So it's probably... It would be Somebody really interesting to, cha- to see what changes were made <laughs> between the original <laughs> yeah, right. press and the hard book and this current version. But you can get the paperback version for uh, 17 bucks. You can get the Kindle version for 3 bucks. Uh, and if you do go to Amazon and buy it, send us 10 bucks. Because <laughs> they're not going to give us anything. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we forgot to ask people to share the show. Um, no. Share the show. Share the show, ladies yes. and gentlemen. Share yeah. the show. It's a good one to share because we have uh, clean audio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. What else do you have? Did you have something else today? Uh, I had the fake drug bust. In the White House. Oh, go with that because I've got some. I've got. I've got stuff on that too. What do you have? This is the five. This is Judge Janine. Uh, is she the replacement for Geraldo, or was she there before? Oh no, she's no because she's on the right. She's not Geraldo's replacement. I don't think you know. Hold on a second because I have the same clip. Where is she sitting? Is she sitting in the Geraldo chair? It looked like it. I, I don't can't know. tell. Anyways, this is like what the most watched cable news television show there is. is it? I think so. Uh, yeah. So this is she here. She's 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 whining that uh, the investigation has been shut down. Hey, let me tell what this case does. This case is not about American justice. I think it convinces all of America that we don't have justice anymore. It's about a Biden cover-up. And honestly, it's a slap in the face to every American who was ever arrested, prosecuted, convicted, and went to jail for cocaine possession, especially a black American. It's a slap in the face to everyone who's ever gone to jail for possession of an illegal weapon. Okay? And for Karine Jean-Pierre to come out and say, it's incredibly irresponsible you media to ask if we could exempt the Biden family. How disgusting is it? Well, you know what? The attitude that they all have is that we're above the law. We don't have to answer any questions. And they laugh at us. And we thought Hillary was untrustworthy. We thought that these people, I mean, they they literally blow her away. And to the Secret Service, have you no dignity? Have you no shame? They don't. Are you willing to go along with your either inept or you're covering up. Right. Because there, we already know that Karine Jean-Pierre said the Bidens were not there on, on Friday. We know the Bidens were there on Friday. So now we've tightened the circle of the possible time within which that cocaine was put there. Now, why don't you want to drug test people in the White House? Excuse me, this is important. And number two, why are the cameras not working? Where are the canines? Why don't you know everyone who's gone through there? It's all hogwash. Yeah, that's the best point she made. That it's, it's all, all hogwash. hogwash. It's all 
Hogwash. She sounds like she wants people lined up. <laughs> she <laughs> lined is up against on the wall. fire. <laughs> right. She's on fire. And in, first of all, what are the odds this is the first time somebody has had this white powdery substance inside the White House? You know, it's interesting. The Guardian ran an entire article explaining that, uh, don't forget that Kennedy was on amphetamines and having it injected directly into him, that FDR uh, used cocaine uh, because back then it was commonly used for, I guess, sinuses or something. And I don't think he was sniffing cocaine. I think it was like in some sort of tincture or mixture or whatever. So yeah, they, they wanted to make sure to point out that there, that there have been plenty of instances. Oh, and that Willie Nelson smoked a joint in the White House during the Clinton presidency. So, so this is just, this always happens. You, 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 you've been around DC, right? Yes. We've been around D.C. together. Not doing cocaine. No. <laughs> we didn't encounter any cocaine while we were there. <laughs> but it's around. And, was, and there's, there's a, there is a definitive uh, high percentage of drug abuse in that city. And it's not in the ghetto. Right, isn't a lot of a lot of people it's, on the you know, hill the are big known federal for, buildings. for using cocaine a lot? This is a party town. Oh. This is Hollywood for the ugly. It's Las Vegas in the east. It's where what goes to D.C. stays in D.C. until it goes out on the Jeremy, news. Jeremy, hang on a second, and let's remember who we're talking about here. And a new report suggests oversexed body behavior in the Secret Service was not limited to Colombia. It might have happened in El Salvador last year, ahead of President Obama's visit. A Seattle reporter interviewed a source who claimed a dozen agents and some U.S. military personnel got drunk at a strip club, paid extra for sexual favors, and bragged that they took strippers back to their hotel rooms all the time. That was 11 years ago. Let's yeah. remember who we're talking about here. <laughs> I don't even know if it's the Secret Service's job to investigate it this may type be of thing their in the cocaine. <laughs> it, I think it could be the CIA's well, cocaine. That, okay, so now I don't think it's Hunter so Biden. Let's let me get my tinfoil hat on. I don't think it's Hunter Biden's. I think drugs. it's a setup. I okay. Here, on one hand, did you see the footage of Hunter Biden up on the balcony? That that night where he's sweating, I only and saw. He's, no, I only saw yeah, photos. Okay, so he now. I think it's 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 July Fourth in Washington D.C. My guess is that it was very hot and everybody was sweating. That it. Yeah, that place is okay. a swamp, a real live now, swamp. I mean, not just swampy like Trump says. It's a but swamp. He was the only one that looked like he was up there on the balcony with Tourette's. He was the, you know, he is the only one just fidgeting back and forth and, and just, he couldn't sit still. He couldn't stand still. And it made me wonder, did this guy misplace his cocaine? Does he look like he's jonesing? He looks like he's jonesing on that balcony. Is that or that right? he might be stressed about, geez, I don't when know where say, I put my cocaine. When you, use the ter- when you use the term jonesing, you mean having like a physical withdrawal type right. reaction. Right. He, is, he yeah. is in need of his drug. And I think he's also, he might right. be stressed out that he doesn't know where in the White House he left his drugs. <laughs> now, or or somebody told him what was about to happen right. to make sure he was sweating well, on that, stage. Or somebody up there. got up to him with drugs. That's the other possibility was that he was on right. cocaine on that balcony because that that you know could look very similar 
to withdrawing from the cocaine and somebody got him high so now then they and then they put somebody him on like a little display. chinese like a some young woman from right. china <laughs> yeah right uh, <laughs> and uh he, he and then they put him on display on the balcony which to me the my first thought was well this is a giant setup they're dangling this guy he's the shiny object they're dangling him out there in front of us they want us talking about this it was so right. blatant. Um, right. So I can't decide whether he was set up and or or we've all been set up. <laughs> but I, to me, it reeks of a setup. Uh, See, to me, this ties back to all the laptop stuff that came out. And all the photos and everything that he was involved in. Um, you know, his 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 wild and and crazy lifestyle he was living and and whatever his struggle with substance abuse and adultery and all sorts of stuff that he was involved in but it's just that's ex- to me i'm like why are people talking about this okay why are people talking about this because that's what we do in this country because we get wrapped up into this type of salacious news and shocking stories and i gotta tell you like this guy's got some problems this guy clearly has some real problems unless the all of the pictures that came out about him were staged on purpose which i don't think they were he's got some problems all right but those are not problems i care about other than i hope he gets help for himself and his family but i care about the other laws that were broken. Yeah, the racketeering. So, like now they <laughs> find on the take right. from the now CCP. They, yeah, those are those are critical. Right, funding bio labs in it's Ukraine. It's almost as though all of the other stuff is are shiny objects that you don't pay attention to the other stuff. Like those things, really, we're, we're not talking about that stuff anymore. What are we talking about now? We're talking about somebody left a bag of drugs in the yeah, White uh, House. Well, Big I would also deal. point out, Jeremy, been, the timing of this, and, and if you follow the truth bait. Uh, Twitter feed. You you may already know this because I posted this yesterday. The cocaine story dropped the day after Judge Dowdy's landmark restraining order barring the Biden administration from contacting social media companies in an effort to so- censor constitutionally protected free speech. How the convenient. day after it got everyone to stop talking about it? Yeah, because they were even talking about it in the press room. And they were also, I'll tell you what happened the day after that, was Janet Yellen in China, where she was excessively bowing. bowing. To- you know, she didn't just bow to her counterpart. At the, there's the one bowing that everybody's talking about, where she she met her counterpart in the, in the, the finance viceroy, whatever his name is. She shined as she <laughs> she, was, she bowed three times to him, <laughs> and which was the kowtow. And uh, and for people who aren't familiar, you know, Chinese culture, the kowtow is uh, basically vassals from other countries who come and pay their homage to the Chinese emperor. And you, there was a whole physical. I think at one point you actually had to lay down on the ground, faced first. That was part of the kowtow. Uh, but uh, uh, so it's it's a sign of fealty, uh, subservience. Uh, she didn't just bow to him. She bowed to, it was a, I have, this is from, uh, on 
Fox Business. Yellen was photographed stepping off a government plane at Beijing Capital International Airport, where she was greeted by a Chinese finance ministry official. They don't even name we don't. I can't find this guy's name. That's how low level he is. She bowed to him. She was bowing to everybody. Now it wasn't as pronounced of a bow, so people might have missed it. But yeah, she was bowing to everybody. It's a disaster. Her Well, as long as we get to the bottom of who left the drugs in the White oh, House. Yeah, and the media that will save the country. Here's CNN. They were joking about it from the very beginning. They're learning that it is indeed cocaine. Now, again, this is part of an ongoing investigation. We're trying to get more from the Secret Service as, again, how this got into the White House and who brought it in. All of those questions still lingering. But at the very least, those lab tests are now in. John? An investigation being led by the Secret Service, uh, Priscilla, and we should know it. I mean, clearly they know everyone who goes into that building. It is a known quantity. That's right. I come in and out of this building on a regular basis, and you do have to pass, just like you would at the airport, through um, through security. And so the question now is going to be how this, how this came to be, uh, and Secret Service is the one who's going to be fielding those questions. All right. Uh, it is intriguing. Priscilla Alvarez, thank you so much for the latest on that. It was suspected. The field test said cocaine. Yeah. Now these would, more conclusive lab tests. Yeah. I would like to know blow by blow who is <laughs> responsible for this. No one was injured as far as thank we you, know. Kate. And it's an illicit drug at the White House. <laughs> Why can't you actually have a bit of fun with it? That's so funny. They found their sense of humor. Uh, you know what? I like their coverage better than Janine. <laughs> Justice Janine, who's more enraged, well, so enraged about this. Because that, it's not good. It shouldn't be happening. But like I said, I don't think this is anything No, hold new. on a second. I, the that White House make it better needs either. the effort to lock people in prison every day for the same thing. So, yeah, there is a little bit that is actually... I, I agree with you. That part of it I, I, I agree with. Care. That part of it I agree yeah, with. That, but I think that part of it is also by design to enrage. If, but if it, but you like, re- she's right about her saying the, that. The, like, no, hold what on. people the, the think. Prob- the problem, Jeremy, for me in that CNN clip is not the joking around. Although uh, you know, I, it, it's a bit offensive considering uh, the obvious double standard and the fact that again, this White House has locked people up for the same thing. What what drove me nuts is she repeatedly says, "And we're going to be asking the Secret Service these questions. We're going to be getting to the bottom of." The- <laughs> she didn't get to the bottom right. of anything. They didn't ask anything. They asked nothing. No. No one's going to get to the bottom of it, but they're going to keep talking about it and make sure you try while you don't get to the bottom right. of everything else that's yeah, here's, going here's, on. And here's a CNN report. There was no surveillance video footage found that provided investigative leads or any other means for investigators to identify who may have deposited this found substance in the, in the area, the agency statement said. A source familiar with the investigation told CNN that the leading theory remains that it was left by one of the hundreds of visitors who entered the West Wing that weekend for tours and were asked to leave their phones inside those cubbies. The cubbies were the, uh, where the small bag of cocaine was found is a blonde 
blind spot for surveillance cameras, according to a yeah, oh, really? according to a source familiar with the investigation. <laughs> Where they ask all the guests yes. to put their things. We don't That's have a right. camera it on that. Is, that is the biggest load of garbage I've ever read. See, that's the thing is like it's so full of garbage. The report is so discombobulated and ma- and lacking of any reasonable sense that it seems like it had to be on purpose. Um, that somebody put it there. Somebody put it there knowing he was going to be in the White House that well, a, day. How do we even know that that's where it was found? Because they've changed the location in the narrative over and over and over again about where it was found. But let's assume it was found there. I, I'm curious, does Hunter Biden have to check in his things there? No, and that's what uh, evidently uh, I saw. Uh, I didn't see a clip, but I saw a headline of Dan Bongino, who's uh, like a talk show host. He was a former host. Secret Service he, agent, he, right? He, he was a Secret Service agent, I think, for a long time. So he's and a spook. under like around the Clintons and the and the Obamas, and he came out and kind of be, he ran for Congress as a Republican, I think, out like in Maryland or something like that. He lost, and then he took the path a lot of people take as going into media. So so he got a radio show. Anyways, he said, I saw the headline, or actually, I might have seen the clip. He said, "There's no, there's no the that the that the family members, anybody else, goes through." rigorous security and you've been through secret service security before i have they look at everything you have they open up your battery compartments of your camera to check inside your camera but he said family doesn't do any of that Mm -hmm. he said family is the only one they get bypassed through all that they don't have to go through screen it it smells like uh like a steaming pile of garbage uh, also in the so, CNN article, this did at the very at, at the bottom, second to the last paragraph. A Secret Service spokesman said Thursday that quote small amounts of marijuana were twice found at the White House last year. <laughs> no arrests were made in those cases either. Did you even hear about that? No, I saw a headline on that that I think or a, or a subheading like Bolbert or something was briefed on that after this or something and so that just came out. But like I said, there around DC, I mean, there's always been rumblings of, you know, kind of wild parties going on in the White House and drugs. I mean, it's Animal mm-hmm. Farm. Bolbert said, "You know, they- they're in there. They they're in they're they're in charge and you know, you you can't do it, but we can. You know, so that that that's just part of the overall problem in our government now. It's not that's what they were doing. It's that the, it's the it's the it's the culture in in the power structure that they can get away mm-hmm. with anything and do anything they want. Doesn't matter if it's drugs, illicit drugs. Doesn't matter if it's child trafficking. It doesn't. Ma- it, it can be mm-hmm. anything. They get to do it. You don't get to do it. Not that you should be doing it, or should, you shouldn't even be wanting it to do it. It reinforces that they're but the ones in these are power. the class of people. These are the class of people that are in power, yeah. and it's in your face, and at this point, it doesn't matter. So forget about this. Don't get so bent well, out of here, shape let me, let me, well, about wait, whether or not on, they find justice on, on this case. 
<laughs> uh, I just want to, because you raised Bobert. Bobert, this is from the CNN article. Bobert said the cocaine was found in a locker, in locker number 50. And the key to that locker is missing. So basically you have theft, you have drugs, you have theft, and damage to property because they probably have to you know, rip the lock off and replace the lock. Oh, there's only one key. Well, if the key is gone, they have to rekey it. Yeah. So you're telling me that all of that can go on. <laughs> we just don't know. In the in the most secure building we just in the don't world. Know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I think you're right. No, I think you it's were, the shiny object. You were supposed. You were supposed to know there was cocaine yes. found in the White House. I agree. You are supposed to know that. There, nobody's upset about you finding out this information. That's by design. Oh, wait, design. so that takes me to here. Let's let's play. I'm going to drop this clip in here. Uh, PSYOPs Explained. This is, uh, I don't know, have this woman's name, but she's a, apparently a former uh, a PSY operative. When I was in psychological operations in the Army in 2003, it was illegal to run psychological operations on the American people. Well, Obama changed that in 2014. Now it's perfectly legal to run PSYOP on the American people. You are living in a multifaceted psychological operations exercise on every front. I want you to ask yourself yeah. when you're being told information like Bill Gates says there's going to be a surprise outbreak or Fauci says there's going to be this or that or vials of smallpox are suddenly found and you get to know about it. Why? Why do you get to know about it? Because they're setting up a narrative. What is that narrative? What does the narrative gain? Everything in these operations are designed to make you afraid so that you do what the powers that be want you to do, okay? Win the hearts and minds of the people, okay? And that's done with fear. So stop being afraid. You do not fear men. Your soul is eternal. Stop being afraid and stand up. So I can't verify who she is, but that sounded absolutely right to me. And by the way, whether or not they made it legal or not, would it stop them? (laughs) (laughs) No, but it took the gloves off. I mean, it made them very creative. I'll play this one last thing from uh, uh, Rep Tim Burchett. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that. Oh, I got that yeah, one, here's too. His, here's his comment. Hey, everybody. Tim Burchett just left the most ridiculous meeting of all time with the Secret Service over the cocaine that was found in the uh, in the White House. So it turns out they don't know who did it. The investigation's going to be over at the end of the week, and they're not going to find out who, who did it. And that's basically it. Another cover-up. You know, it's the most secure building in the entire world. You can't go in there. They have facial identification. They have, you got to give your social security number. Nobody, even the press, nobody goes in there without them knowing. This is a bad look on the Secret Service and a horrible look on this White House. So more cover-ups continue. Yeah, he was not thrilled. Of course they let him into the meeting because he's the UFO uh, guy. <laughs> He's he's the one that's all worried about finding out about the UFOs. You know who, but you know who he reminds me of. Who does he sound like to you? My mom always said, "Life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get." 
They don't know who did it. So anyway, they, they don't know, know who did, did it. it. <laughs> the investigation's going to be over. My mom always said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the investigation's going to be over, and I didn't even get a piece of chocolate. <laughs> Separated at birth. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we've arrived at that time in the broadcast where we tell you how it is we make the Truth Bait Podcast even possible. You may have noticed we don't have any corporate ads. We have no advertisements at all whatsoever, and that is by design. You have a choice in this world. You can either have the truth or you can have a podcast with... Uh, corporate advertising, because the two do not go together. You cannot have them both at the same time. We have opted for the truth. We call this the Truth Bait Podcast. We don't call this the Clickbait Podcast. We're not just bringing you the corporate-approved narrative. We are bringing you the truth. And if that is of value to you, then we are asking you to return value to the podcast in any number of ways. And that is what makes the podcast possible. It's what keeps us going. And uh, we rely on you, our producers. You are not just listeners. You are producers. You help make this show possible. You can write us at truthattruthbait.com. Send us content. Jeremy's relying heavily on content these days that is being sent in. Thank you, uh, Al and Joliet, uh, uh, Big D and AZ. Uh, uh, a, a number of people have been sending in content uh, to try and help Jeremy uh, uh, carry on with the podcast as he has uh, recently, his wife uh, has given birth to, is it your 12th? It's your 12th baby? <laughs> it's, uh, it's up there in overall life forms living in our house, if you count all the pets, but it is our sixth Human child, <laughs> and I saw the pictures your wife sent around this morning. You have a beautiful family, Jeremy. Uh, you are blessed, and uh, but that that content that people are sending in is extremely helpful. It is helping carry the weight. So yeah, helpful. So uh, that's a, a huge return on value. Keep doing it, please. Keep doing it. It's very helpful. Another way that uh, people and, return uh, value is by sharing the show and rating the show. Jeremy, we have a new comment up on iTunes. Yeah. Ooh, I hadn't this seen came that. In on Thursday from Aborico. A-R-B-O-R-I-C-O. Aborico. Oh, Do you know who great. that is? I have no idea who this is. I have no this idea who it exciting. is. It's titled Long Overdue. He gives us five stars. Thank you, sir, very wow. much. I have two reasons for this review title. One, I'm long overdue for submitting a rating and review to the, uh, of the Truth Bait podcast. And two, the average human is long overdue for critically thinking about and questioning the mainstream narrative and so-called elites in positions of authority. You are absolutely correct about that. You are right, Arborico. Jeremy, Andrew and Jeremy and a growing army of in-show recognized content producers are helping me and an ever-expanding audience of this podcast to dig deeper into the into what's really happening in the world and needing our attention. Keep up the good work, everyone. To anyone reading this review, rate, review, and share this podcast. Thank you very yes. much. That's a fantastic comment. Uh, and uh, we really appreciate it. That's extremely helpful. The rating and the comment are very helpful. Thank you very much, Arborico, whoever you so are. So more of that. I love getting reviews from people I don't know. Right. We're reaching people. 
because it means other people are listening to growing. the show. It's not just like, you know, our 10 family members. <laughs> we have thousands of downloads, Jeremy. It is growing. This is a growing <laughs> operation. It's exciting. Uh, a, a community of people who, uh, who need the truth and know that they're not getting the truth from mainstream outlets. Uh, we talked about this last time. If you see ads where you're consuming media, then you're probably not getting the truth unless they're anti-fungal ads. <laughs> if they're the really disgusting ads right. that you see, like on the Gateway Pundit, then you know you're getting the truth. Because right, like <laughs> unu- unusual bedtime tea helps to balance my blood sugar. It's amazing. <laughs> Drink that, this to melt uh, away body fat. <laughs> new weight loss method now in Wisconsin. <laughs> Only in Wisconsin. Uh, the delightful, you know, delightful pond-colored fountains is designed to attract hummingbirds. Are you reading ads uh, off of Gateway Pundit right now? Is that what's happening? <laughs> yeah. Yes. These are the kind of ads that indicate the website is probably more trustworthy than yes. less. Take one cup before bed. Watch your body thin down. The best pain reliever now legal in Wisconsin. <laughs> These are clickbait ads, but let me tell you, if you don't bother clicking on those and read the content below, you're probably getting mostly truth. If the ads, like you said last time, are for Tide mm-hmm. or Pfizer mm-hmm. or Coca-Cola, you know. then you know you're getting the corporate narrative. Getting the you're lies. getting the corporate narrative. Yep, it, you're getting the corporate you know, narrative. Occasionally the corporate narrative reflects some truth. It happens. There's always some yeah. truth in it. They ha- There's always some truth in but it. But it's corporate approved. Okay. You know, there was truly a bag of drugs found in the White House. But why? And why were you told about it? That's the question. I bet the cocaine came from a wet market in Wuhan. <laughs> That's my guess. <laughs> it belonged to the bat. Uh, so, yes, please keep supporting the show. Please keep uh, writing us, sending us content, sending us encouragement and criticism. That also is extremely helpful. It makes the podcast better. Uh, and... Uh, and send emails. If you don't want to make comments, just send direct emails to us. We love to get those. It's very uh, encouraging to know that you're listening and to know that you want to. We like reading emails, too. So, you know, if you don't have time or you're not listening on Apple Podcasts or somewhere where you can review it, write us a review or comment, and then we'll read that on the show. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a huge encouragement. Uh, to get those, to know people are listening and to hear your thoughts and your feedback. It's it's helpful for us to continue to craft and develop the show as we move forward because we're just on, what, episode 41? Yep. Is that right? Episode 41. Yeah. Which I can't believe. <laughs> it's moving very, it's moving very <laughs> fast. Because they said, what I, t- I said, I think I said at episode 20 or 25 that... Uh, like seventy percent of podcasts or something don't get past episode. 10. I can understand why it's a lot of work, and once you realize you're not getting paid for it, <laughs> it's it's really easy to stop. <laughs> if I didn't have you as my co-host, there's no chance I would have gotten past. I one hundred percent agree. You never would have. <laughs> 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 yeah, I it. Uh, uh, it 
Uh, it, to me, it is a labor of love. I I believe wholeheartedly that what we are doing is going to pay off in the end. We are building something special here, and it is going to be worth the sacrifice that we are making. But it is a sacrifice, and I am impressed with any <laughs> any podcasters that that slug through, especially the beginning. You, you're not making any money at the beginning unless you're corporate approved. In which case you're you're you know you're sponsored and you were never going to get to the truth anyway. So, but if you're you know starting an endeavor like this and this is what ninety nine point nine percent of all podcasts are is you know independent people who are just trying to get their truth out. Uh, it's a hard slog, and that's why we. But how many of those podcasters have? hacked down their neighbor's bushes with a chainsaw <laughs> to make sure they could bring you the podcast. We will not even let Mother Nature get in the way of the truth. It is amazing how clear you sound today. It all spring long, it was getting worse and worse, and now I understand It was getting why. worse and worse, and they find those bushes finally got in complete that obstruction. And the was it, was it the last two or three episodes that we 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 produced the show together via cell phone yes. call. Yeah, the Jim Hoft interview was by and cell then, phone. And then mix you mixed the our I sent you my clean audio and then you mixed everything. But producing the show by cell phone it sounded like we were just on a phone call. It's very difficult. Uh in the normal production like today. I mean, it sounds like we're sitting face-to-face in a radio right. studio. I feel like you're in studio with me. Your audio is as clear as anything I'm hearing coming off of my mic. I, we may not even need uh, to mix our original source tracks. We might be able to use just the clean feed. The So, for, wow. so, so that people know, the way that Jeremy and I, you know, he's in his studio, I'm in my studio. The way that we connect and record this is we use a, a, a service called Clean Feed. It's like 20 bucks a month. And it it's it's in a way it's a competitor to Skype. When we first started doing this, we were using Skype so that we could have something better than a phone call sound quality with each other. It sounds more like we're in the same studio with each other. And Skype was okay, but it was laggy. It had some problems. Clean feed is they throttle the speed mm-hmm. more, I think. And clean feed is designed for production for audio Remote production, audio music, yeah. or, or 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 podcast mm-hmm. itself. So yeah. It's it's really it's great. I mean, it's like face. It's like works just like FaceTime or you know any type of chat. You know, video chat. But there's no video. It's just super clean, crisp audio. That and for people through. who are curious about our process, what we do is uh, I record locally on my end. Jeremy records locally on his end, and then we share this clean feed track together. And that's what we use that clean feed track generally just as a sync track. Uh, Jeremy sends me his audio or I send him my audio, depending on who's mixing the the show that day. And we then mix each other's studio tracks together. So generally, you know, really only once or twice have we put out the clean feed track and people didn't really notice. Normally, we do take each other's locally recorded source tracks and mix those together to give you a better program. Uh, but we probably yeah. could get away with just using the clean feed track. Yeah, a lot of podcasts do it, I think. But every now and then you hear yes. glitches. Yep. You know, and things. And we want it to sound yes. perfect. We take pride in this. Because at least if we're wrong, we sounded good doing <laughs> it. I, we do get compliments on the production quality, and I think that's important. I think it makes a difference uh, subconsciously in the way totally. people perceive the, perceive the program. <laughs> 
Well, we sound like real right. podcasters. We sound like we know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> when really, I, a lot of times, I'm just like this. <laughs> That's, of course, George Soros, George Soros doing his impression of me on the podcast. <laughs> Uh, so here I'm going to play a we, we need to find a jingle for when we get to the end of this segment and today all I have is oh wait wasn't there something we were going to do we had a job offer do we yeah we need a new producer if somebody wants to volunteer to when they hear the show if there's somebody that listens to a show like at their desk or something while they're working where they can like clip like their favorite clip of that episode, you know, and then post it somewhere or yes. tweet it or send it to us to tweet. Now you must've been t- discussing that with executive producer Ann cause this is all brand new to me, but I love it. No, we discussed it together at your house on the 4th of July. Ah, cause you we were talking about, we want to be able to get clips out of the show, just like little, two minute clip or one minute clip just to use to promote the show so that people when you yes if you do share the show with somebody if you do share the show with somebody you're not just saying hey listen to this show for two hours or six hours or however long it goes on that (laughs) day just (laughs) no we've never had a six hour show yet but if you put three of them together you'll hit it um was is is the idea is that those little one minute or thirty second or five minute clips it serves as a great preview to whoever you're sharing the show with, which might help them click on it and then listen to the mm-hmm. whole show. But it also can be used, uh, you know, for news stories. Like we're able to send clips over to gateway pundit and 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 they can be used in their articles and stuff which will help draw viewers you know or readers of that website into listening to the show basically it's it'll help us promote and it's just it's great because like there's parts of that we think are good but it's really more important what audience things because probably other audiences similar uh would be like oh yeah that was a good clip i want to go check out this show now and we're generally um, moved on to working on the next episode by the time you're hearing it and we're already up to our necks in the next episode so it is extremely helpful if people if our producers can pick up that slack and be pulling clips and sharing them you can even share them with us and we'll push them out through other channels as well uh It'll also be especially helpful. Our website is getting developed and we'll be having, you know, an individual, probably an individual page or link for each episode. And then we'll be able to load those clips up onto the show notes uh, for those also. So if somebody wants to practice, like if you're somebody that wants to do this, but doesn't have the technical uh, knowledge or skill to do it, it's actually very easy with some software plugins on your computer. So if you're somebody that's that listens to the show while you're sitting down usually and you know not sitting down on a lawnmower but sitting down at a computer somewhere, then you can and you're interested, if you don't know how to do it, email us. We'll help you get set up so that you can become like the clipping producer or something like that. We can figure out a 
job title for you and a name and whatever, and then you can be that person. And we don't need it to be only one. So if multiple people want to do that, that would be great also. Yes, that's a very good ask. I'm glad you remembered uh, to mention that because I had completely forgotten. Um, okay, so uh, I don't have... I, here, let's... What about... What about this? Let's see. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, share the show. We really appreciate it. <laughs> How's that for? <laughs> <laughs> That's not the jingle we're looking for. <laughs> and now back to the program. That's... How's that? <laughs> no, that's not it. Do you have a con- Do you have that's a contender? Not- Here. Wait, are we paying rights? Who's <laughs> whose music <No>. is that? <laughs> Careful now. <laughs> uh, no, that's a free one. That's in the uh, hardware. Sure, about this one? The road let's let Sarah close us out. USA, 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 USA. With her vocal fry. The most inspiring speech ever given. Now, on our on our last episode, I mentioned that governor. I was going to try and go to. Uh, I was planning. I didn't even say I was trying. I had plans to go see Sound of Freedom. Oh yeah, yeah. My plans fell through, and then I scheduled plans for the next day, and those plans fell through too. It was unavoidable. I couldn't go. I have not seen it yet. Um. Is it, it's out of the theater. No, it's still now, in, no, it's still it? in. It'll it'll be held it, over. Oh, they made enough yes, money. Be, oh, it's a huge film right now. It's it's cleaning Disney's clock, uh, which is interesting because at one point Disney, you know, it was produced. It was originally produced by Fox. Uh, and actually, I'm gonna I'm I'm representing information. Big D and A Z was telling me last night. Uh, uh, it was produced by Fox. Fox then sold that division to Disney. Disney sat on it for five years and then kicked it to the curb and angel uh productions uh who does picked uh, it up uh, what's the they do a bunch of series they movies do in that, the, that everybody talks about they do a series called the, the chosen, chosen. And didn't they have a big controversy um, where they had crew members with pride flags and they came out and defended those crew members there's a lot of controversy around that show i i've watched it i personally don't recommend it um on biblical mm-hmm. grounds, well, did you find um, it but, entertaining? But, uh, it's 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 well done. It's well produced. It's produced in an entertaining way, retelling sort of the accounts of uh, Jesus and uh, the apostles and the acts that occurred, you know, during his time on Earth. But uh, for for biblical reasons, which are probably too much to get into right now there's just there's a lot of conflict with it and so there are a lot of people in the christian community that love the show and will go to a movie theater to watch it and there are many that will not expose their eyes mm-hmm. to it at all and i'm i have seen it but i personally would no longer uh view it um but it's too complicated to really get into basically at least right now maybe at another time we could talk about that but production wise i mean it's 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 there is talent behind the production in the production scope but it is weird on their sets they they have crew members with pride flags right that one came out recently and it was like it was tweeted that there were pride flags right in pride month and then they were defending it that they don't that they that they don't exclusively hire 
you know, Bible believing Christian crew members. They they open it up, I think, to union crew and other just regular people in the you know production industry. And uh, still, you know, it's it's like saying, you know, hey, uh, come on over to our church Sunday, and if you want to wave your flag around, it's fine with us. <laughs> so it was weird. Right. I think if, if they they yeah yeah. It's the corporate two step. They can't. They don't want to face a uh, a backlash or a uh, uh, protest from the hard left, and they don't want to upset their their base of viewers who are uh, clearly Christian. So, it, it, but I think they failed in the way that they handled that. They should have said that it's inappropriate on this set. Uh, we you know right. we love this person, but we don't. This type of messaging is inappropriate, and not only that, to tweet it out. From the set, right. they were whoever tweeted that out was using the cachet well, I of the show to, some, to push that message. That was, but were they? I was wondering if someone tweeted it out as like sort of exposing it. Oh, I guess maybe because there are people that, and I'm one of them, that would argue that there's too many conflicts biblically with the program to watch it because it has a ten, would have a tendency to confuse you from what actual scripture says. And there's a lot of artistic license taken in the show and how it's produced that can cause you to have a warped or obscured view on the actual events that occurred through Jesus's lifetime and through his apostles. And now they, they make themselves so, the authoritative, uh, uh, the author, the authoritative source for Jesus, right? I mean, well, and they that that they that you you end up with the image of this actor basically imprinted in your mind that that's what Jesus <laughs> right. looks like, and right. it's not. Nobody knows what Jesus actually looked like, and there's other. I mean, there are other things too. Like it's a it's a huge marketing. Uh, right. Machine. They now have their own Bible. Do they out. really? They have the chosen wow. Bible version, which I have no idea what that. Maybe that's got pictures from the show in it. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> that's um, crazy. What a weird so, commodification. Yeah. Anyway, I found this clip on TikTok. Guy by the name of he goes by King Megan Christ. M a e g o n King Megan Christ. I didn't. Don't know okay. where that comes from, but there you go. Uh, and here's what he has to say. Do you want to know what this controversy surrounding the Sound of Freedom movie is all about? Hey, do me a favor, like, comment, and share, because this one is not going to make it to the For You page without you. Did you find it strange? Oh, it's so annoying when right? people do that, right? Know, in the beginning of I their know. show That's why or whatever. We put it in our show, <laughs> tweet it. Normally like, we do that. We forgot to today. <laughs> I was actually, I'm, I'm impressed with this guy. Strange <laughs> that Anthony Bourdain. Chris Cornell. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Let me back that up so that you can hear exactly what he says here. Did you find it strange that Anthony Bourdain, Chris Cornell, Chester Bennington, and Avicii all unalived themselves in the period of about one to two years, and they were all really close friends? Did you find it even weirder that the other thing these four guys had in common was that they were all working on a documentary about child trafficking together? Now, this movie they were making was a documentary. Okay, what's a documentary? Uh, it's like a documentary, but it's a little bit different. <laughs> Where is this guy from? Or, That's what he is saying. <laughs> Twice. It makes me wonder if he's from somewhere else. Maybe it's a Canadian. Maybe. It Canadian yeah, I guess something? that's possible. Like, yeah. you, you've been there, right? <laughs> I have. <laughs> about reality. They, they speak a little differently. Although I didn't hear any of them talking about documentaries. 
Now, this movie they were making was a documentary about reality. This movie that just came out in theaters is a movie based on a true story, but still in the realm of fiction. We discussed recently this idea of non-linear psychological warfare, along with the other strategy of our adversary, which is to give us so much meaningless, useless information and content that we can't even sift through it to get to the actual truth. You might have heard about the Rolling Stone article, and I think The Atlantic did one, where they were just basically trying to make this movie look as bad as possible. You might have also heard about all these theaters, like turning the heat up in the theaters, messing with the sound and the visuals, and just making the experience of seeing this movie absolutely terrible to the point that people were leaving. Allegedly, they were even setting off fire alarms when there wasn't a fire. Do you understand that Rolling Stone, The Atlantic, and all these other news organizations that are putting out these hit pieces are well aware of how bad they're making themselves look? They are completely aware of how gross they look right now. They're doing this purposely because it is a psyop. There was going to be real documentaries, real evidence, real charges brought against real people who are absolute monsters, and then all those things disappeared. And what did we get in return? A movie based on a true story. Do you understand that these movie theaters have to purchase the movie? They have to decide whether it's worth the money to bring the movie in in the first place. No movie theater, in their right mind, would decide to purchase a film that they think a bunch of people are going to watch and then make the experience intentionally terrible. That I can promise you is a fact. <laughs> no theater would do that. You know, maybe somebody working at a theater, but no theater owner would ever do that. It's too expensive. They just want you to come see films and buy popcorn. And is that true? Is the movie theater purchase the, is they purchasing rights yeah, to, to uh, yeah, show a lot the of film? Yeah, a lot of times that's correct. Yeah. Uh, the, there's a there's a uh, a purchase fee and then it's a rental fee and then they get a piece of every ticket, a big piece of every ticket. So it's too it is too much. You, you're just a theater owner just wants you to come and buy popcorn. <laughs> That's it. They're generally agnostic about it. Twenty five dollar <laughs> popcorn. Right. They're generally agnostic <laughs> about it. Um, and uh, uh, but I, I I wouldn't be surprised. Look, I know when I released Hating Breitbart, there definitely were some theaters that. They didn't put up the poster. Uh, they, you know, just didn't have, and that's what a promoter does. A, a good promoter makes sure that the theaters are doing everything that they're supposed to be doing to promote your film. Um, and a lot of times, that doesn't. That's not generally. I don't think it's ever that I experienced the theater owners doing that. Now you could have a rogue employee. Uh, who who might mm -hmm. try to do that, but I can guarantee you, AMC as an institution is not trying to sabotage one of their production, one of the one of the titles they're showing. Has this film, uh, Sound of Freedom? Now, I there's there are some theater chains I know of that regularly play some uh, like Christian produced films or religious films that you don't generally find in like an AMC or any of those other uh, chains is this one hitting the more main or, or the, the larger circuit of theaters now that it's taken in so much revenue it's in all or of are, are they still black it's everywhere. it's everywhere it's okay. everywhere because theater owners do not care <laughs> they don't care i think theater owners might show mind comp if people if it got butts in the seats <laughs> uh they, uh -huh. they really they're agnostic on it they don't care they just want people to come and they you know they want to avoid and probably a lot of theaters don't play Christian films, not because they're opposed to the content of the film, but they 
a lot of them are just really bad and don't get a lot of people to come. Is that an accurate statement or do you think it's more? A hundred percent that is accurate. If They will take any title that is putting butts in the seats. Any title. They do not care. If they're not taking them, it's because there's no market in that area. And look, what, what plays, right. what draws an audience in Wisconsin may not draw an audience in Chicago. And so theaters right. are just going to have different preferences that way. Um, and they're catering mm-hmm. to their audiences. Um, so, uh, but I, I really liked what this guy was saying that really what we may be looking at with this film is a real sleight of hand where we think we're given something that is going to move the ball when in reality, it's just a consolation prize. The ball moving object was, know, was removed long ago. Do you know that's not the first time I've, he- I've heard that theory about a film? Ooh, what are you talking about? Somebody that got on everybody's nerves who was initially a big rah-rah Trump supporter and then became a big... Trump hater. Uh, you may know her as Ann Coulter. Yes. She, you know, she went ballistic basically at the end of Trump's term and and it was like her and Drudge and, you know, they go to basketball games together and stuff. They're mm-hmm. good friends. And it was like, it seemed like the two of them had decided they're going to get Trump. And I had seen her tweet uh just slamming Dinesh D'Souza on that uh, 2000 Mules movie. Hmm. That was a huge film, right? Got a lot of eyeballs, a lot of people watched it. And she, at first, she rubbed me the wrong way when she did it, but then I agreed with her because she just, she really slammed him and you know, and and that was the point that she made is that all of this, you know, whatever has happened, and here you got a movie. All you got right. was a movie right. about it that just that just which, pushes the, the polarization more. Gives is fodder for the polarization, which is what these what these news outlets are doing: Rolling Stone, New York Times. That they're attacking the film, and you and I talked about this last time. It seems suspicious to me if they wanted to prevent you from seeing this film, if they didn't want you to know about this film, they wouldn't be talking about it. The way that they're attacking right. it, it is to drive the polarization. It's to drive people to take a side on it, right. which is op all day and long. And you need to be put on the side that you're going to be put on the side that child trafficking is a conspiracy theory. It doesn't happen. You're crazy if you think it does. Or you're going to be on the right. other side. With the traffickers. It's like Pizzagate, <laughs> Comet Pizza in a movie. Only right. I, th- I do, bl- I mean, the, you know, this is, it's based on a real story. This stuff is actually happening. Um, but I, I, it, it may very well, and people need to have their eyes open about this. It, it may very well be a big sleight of hand. You think you're being given something that's meaningful, and really, you're not. I'm, I am still going to go see and it, it though. Do- and, 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 and here's what I'll say. It doesn't mean... Angel Studios and their big actor Jim Cavazell or whatever his name is or any it doesn't mean that they're part of the corrupt scheme. They don't necessarily have to be willing participants in in knowing participants 
in what they're doing. They, they might think they're doing a good thing still by having this film come out, but by getting, you know, like, do you, th- if Disney had the, put it this way, if Disney was sitting on the rights to this film <laughs> and nobody wanted you, nobody in the upper echelons of power wanted you to see this film, right. Would Angel Studios have ever obtained the rights to produce it? It depends on if there was a shelf life on the production company's uh, exclusive right to put the film out. So Fox or Disney. And it may be that after five years, they were they had to let the film go. It's possible. I don't, you know, who, who knows? Possible. But what are the odds that there was not some dollar amount Disney could have paid to retain right. those rights? Yes, yes. I mean, there's they have endless resources. So for I mean, may, I don't know. I don't know the inner workings of of the of the deal, how Angel Studios obtained it, you know. But but if if I believe, if you weren't supposed to see this film, you wouldn't be seeing I, that's, it. They want you to see it. <laughs> they want everyone polarized over it. They want everyone talking about it. Yep. Which is not a reason to not go I'm, see it. I'm still going to go see it. I'm intrigued. <laughs> but you need to look at these things with that's I think that's part of our our uh you know, our view here is look at things with your eyes mm-hmm. open and what you might be looking at. How is it designed to influence your way of thinking or behavior? Speaking of which, have you seen the flood of deep fake stuff going on? We've talked about this before. I think that uh, that the I think that the intel agencies are the ones behind putting a lot of this deep fake stuff out there because they're working preemptively to discredit real things that are going to come out, and they want you to not trust anything you hear or or see anymore because that way they basically they hide their corruption in a sea of fake stuff, and it is just it's off the charts right now. This is a clip of. So this was somebody took the Dylan Mulvaney Bud Light clip that he put up that led to the entire Bud Light uh, uh, boycott, and they turned uh-huh. it into Biden being the guy doing this. Listen to this. All right, everyone. So it's Friday night. I'm getting ready to go out. I'm feeling kind, but before I go out, I got to pregame, and the only way I pregame is with an ice cold. Bud Light. So good. Ah. Happy Friday. <laughs> right? <Wow. laughs> what does that mean to be so cut? I'm so cut. I don't know what that even means. I don't know, but I don't think that's a fake. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, here's Biden as Greta. This is all wrong. How dare you? <laughs> you have stolen my dreams. How dare you? And uh, sounds a little bit like if Greta and George Soros. Yeah, they're not like the first one sounds much better. All right, everyone. So it's Friday night. That actually sounds like him. A a little too cogent, but it sounds like him. This one. This is all wrong. Yeah, this one. It's. It sounds like he's some sort of accent, or maybe that's what it was. It's like adapting. That's the AI adapting his voice to Greta's accent. This is all wrong. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, And then here's Hillary Clinton. You know, people might be surprised to hear me say this, but I actually like Ron DeSantis a lot. Yeah, I know. 
I'd say he's just the kind of guy this country needs, and I really mean that. If Ron DeSantis got installed as president, I'd be fine with that. I mean, the one thing I know about Ron is that when push comes to shove, Ron does what he's told. And I can't think of anything more important than that. Hail Hydra. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Whoever made that is could be a host of this <laughs> podcast i think <laughs> i uh it, well it clearly had like a pro trump feel to it it's attacking desantis it's got sort of the same sense of humor uh but i am suspicious of all of it i don't i i'm not sure that these are fun and games and here you can this is where uh here's an msnbc hit that uses that hillary clinton clip With the convergence of artificial intelligence and politics... And this is on Face the Nation. It is increasingly difficult for voters to differentiate between real and fake. We asked Lindsey Gorman, a technology expert with the German Marshall Fund, to help us discern between fact and fiction in political images. I'm sorry, they're about to show an MSNBC clip. That's why I I said MSNBC, but yeah, it's a uh, Face the Nation on CBS. Let's play a first video of Hillary Clinton, apparently on MSNBC. You know, people might be surprised to hear me say this, but I actually like Ron DeSantis a lot. Yeah, I know. I'd say he's just the kind of guy this country needs, and I really mean that. If Ron DeSantis got installed as president, I'd be fine with that. So this is a classic deep fake video where someone has said some of these things and juxtaposed it with... Hillary Clinton's likeness and her face and her hair to make it seem like she's now endorsing Ron DeSantis for president in 2024. Does it look realistic to you? What, what do you think? That does sound like Hillary Clinton's actual voice, but I noticed that the actual synchronization was not there between the audio and her mouth. There wasn't disconnect. Absolutely. Looking at the mouth is a really good starting place to see if it is indeed matching what the audio is matching. The same thing also when we played it, her head sort of shook in a somewhat mechanical way. It felt maybe a little bit off. Same thing with her eyes and here they're a little blurred out. Um, And so that's, I think, one way of spotting how we can tell that this is a manipulated image. That's actually just Hillary's box line. This is great. (laughs) That did that. (laughs) So they're just teaching people how to view deep fakes as real. Yes. And they're aiming at a millennial audience, too. Right. So if you don't see the the bad uh, audio synchronization and you don't see any type of weird twitching, then it'll be real. Don't you think AI can make better fakes? If not now, certainly soon. Yeah, that's what it sounds to me like they're setting up for. Think about the the danger of, of, of that, like with the way that all of these social media companies obtain your data and you know, you know how the echo chamber is on Twitter and different places. You know, you're basically you're talking to your sphere. I mean, you can really direct market masses and masses of the population with messaging campaigns and ads and all sorts of stuff like that that has a lasting effect that will cause people to vote a certain way for the places where they don't control the voting machines. 
think you know like think back to to uh palin sarah palin what's she most famous she for? could see russia from her doorstep from her front porch she could see russia from her yep. front porch right did she ever nope. say that never who said it it was said by uh, Tina Fey on Saturday Night Live. Yes. Man, you are the smartest <laughs> co-host I've ever known. <laughs> that was great. I'm so glad you got those because it wouldn't have been as good if you were like, oh, I don't remember. <laughs> it, Tina Fey, the actress that played Shara, uh, Sarah Palin on Saturday Night Live, did a skit where she said she could see Russia from her mm-hmm. front porch. It was based on Sarah Palin making the claim, true claim, that Alaska was a border state and that she she was touting her experience as a border state governor sharing a border with Russia. And that there were part, there is, are places evidently, I think in the Bering Strait or somewhere around the west coast of Alaska, that you can actually see Russian land or territory. But how does... How do the masses remember this? What's in everybody's mind? You knew it right there. I didn't prep you for that, but you mm-hmm. remember. Sarah, and I bet a lot of the audience remembers. If there's anything you remember about Sarah Palin, it's that she could see Russia from her front porch or from her house. Something she never said. And that was a comedy show, Saturday Night Live, on TV. That, that came out as blatant satire (laughs) but it's true in everybody's mind it's people remember it as actually having happened so take these deep fakes and think about that think about the lasting impression those things can have which by the way i don't think i i think donald trump probably has had seems like he may have had some issues in the past with uh, adulterous uh, relationships and <laughs> and such but uh i i always wondered about that clip and i think you and i talked about it years ago the comment the that Hollywood really tape? the the really lewd yeah. comment he made in the in the tour bus on Ac- that came out on access hollywood and i remember you and i we're talking about it, and I was listening to that audio over and over again, and I was like, there's something weird about this audio. Yeah. And I always had wondered if that was actually a deep fake audio. Well, he doesn't, um, he never refutes not that it. I, he, not, he seems to take ownership of it. He, I don't know if he ever refuted it or not. He just didn't say anything about it. I think, and that was what Bannon told him to do, was just, just ignore it, basically. And he did, and it worked. Like he never came out and said he was sorry for mm-hmm. what he said or anything like that. So I did, and that always made me more suspect too. Like, is there is that the reason? Like he didn't say anything. Like he knows he yeah. never said that. But if he comes out and says I never right, said that's that, just defensive and sounds crazy. <laughs> what can he do? He can't. He gets a, everyone heard and it. Back to his then, voice. nobody was talking you know, about. He's just going to be the liar. Nobody, nobody discussed right. it. But I always wondered, I was like, huh, that's really, because the thing is, is like, like I said, I, I do believe he's, he's, his, we have seen by example of his marriages, <laughs> it seems like he has probably been involved in adulterous relationships in the past. He probably has said lewd things in his life 
a lot of people have. But what he had said was pretty crazy. The way he said it, like, it's like, would who would even say something like that, right? Like, I don't know. I, but, but it's possible mm-hmm. he did. But it just was, there was something weird about it to me. And to me, that's another thing that everybody remembers. Everybody remembers well. what he said on <laughs> that <know>. bus. <laughs> But but it and it does, but the thing the point is it doesn't matter if he said it no, or not. The imprint is made as long as everybody right. remembers that he said uh, it. The it doesn't. But, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was go ahead, go ahead. The the millennial who is giving this report on Face the Nation is Lindsay Gorman, and she is with the she's a senior fellow with the German Marshall Fund. I know very little about the German Marshall Fund, but I went and looked them up. And again, I'm just going to say they seem a little spooky to me. <laughs> they list who their donors are uh, for this year. This was for uh, 20, uh, 2022. A million dollars and above came from the European Commission, the Directorate General for Neighborhood and Enlargement Negotiations. Okay, that's their top donor. <laughs> Uh, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of Norway, the U.S. Agency for International Development, and the Swedish Ministry for Foreign Affairs. So these are all million-dollar donors. And then you have 100000 to uh, to a million. You have Microsoft. You have the Knight Foundation. You have Open Society Foundation. That's the oh, that's, that's Soros. Well, Knight Foundation is a liberal media Rockefeller Foundation. Too. Right. And they're all funded by each other. Right. So this is the machine. <laughs> this is the machine. This is, to me, this is op, 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 op all day long. They are releasing yeah. deep fakes because they don't want you paying attention to what is coming. Here's CNN getting into totally. the act as well. Deep fake technology is incredible. It's brought us lifelike versions of Tom Cruise doing coin tricks. You've probably seen Jerry Seinfeld co-starring in Pulp Fiction. It can be amusing and funny. It can also be really creepy and dark. As Ardonio Sullivan has previously reported, the technology has been turned against women to make revenge porn. U.S. intelligence has warned about the potential threat to national security posed by deep fakes. Tonight, Doni is back with a look at how AI can fake our own voices, including my own. There has been an explosion in fake audio and voices being generated through artificial intelligence technology. This is an AI cloned version of Walter White's voice. This is an AI cloned version of Leonardo DiCaprio's voice. All you need is a couple of minutes recording of anyone's voice and you can make it seem like they have said just about anything, even Anderson Cooper. We've come here to UC Berkeley today to talk to Hanny Farid, a digital forensic expert, about just how easy it is to put words into other people's mouths. It's a lot of... F- now, while, you, while you're hearing Anderson Cooper's voice, you're seeing the reporter, Doni O'Sullivan, actually speaking and and think about that he has a thick i don't know is it scottish or irish accent o'sullivan i assume that's i guess that's irish uh and uh from manhattan (laughs) and he he still has the accent and when he is speaking it is giving you anderson cooper and that's a pretty good anderson cooper about just how easy it is to put words into other people's mouths it's a lot of fun (laughs) sure but it's also really scary By uploading just a few minutes of me and some of my colleagues' voices to an AI audio service, I was able to create some convincing fakes, including this one of Anderson Cooper. Donny O'Sullivan is a real piece of s***. I'd like to close out today's ceremony with a question. 
If you were given a choice, would you choose to have unlimited bacon but no more video games? With fake would Biden and Trump recordings going viral online, Fareed says this could be something to be wary of going into the 2024 election. Oh, you don't that, say. That, that deep fake of Biden made me think of when he's when he called that uh, woman a dog-faced yes. pony soldier. Is that right? Would you rather have? <laughs> did that really? Did that really happen? Goes out today's ceremony with a question. Come up with if you were given a choice, would you choose to have unlimited bacon but no more video games? Would fake. Would you-, <laughs> you dog faced pony soldier. <laughs> uh, so, but, but that last line from Dodie is, I think, is really telling. Something to be wary of going into online. Fareed says this could be something to be wary of going into the 2024 election. When we enter this world where anything can be fake, any image, any audio, any video, any piece of text, nothing has to be real. We have what's called the liar's dividend, which is anybody can deny reality. Um, Look, obviously, as we go into 2024 election, think about the role that audio has played in previous campaigns. The Access Hollywood tape, uh, the Romney tape, uh, the percentage, and even the kind of the Watergate tapes, all that sort of stuff, as well as just, as you mentioned, the kind of scams, uh, tricking people. Maybe all the Hunter stuff is deep fake. I don't know. I think that Hunter is actually the the misfit that he is, but I think that they use that for whatever ends they have. Well, they, I think they use it to distract. Well, distract, but he's also. I, I, I've said this before. He's like a corruption magnet. I I think they use <laughs> him to draw in corrupt people and then uh, either convert. You know. Uh, they take control of those people because they have something on them now. Yeah, he's almost like an Epstein. You see what I'm saying? Like he he yeah. entraps people in his corruption, and then they're then they're trapped. They have to they have to right. do otherwise they'll yeah. be exposed. Um. Uh. So yeah, I'm I'm very suspicious. I think that all the deep fakes you're seeing they're great fun. Oh, how funny! Look at what they can do, and I think it's I think it's a setup. I think it's a setup so that as all this stuff comes out, you don't know what to believe anymore. Yeah, I think what you can believe is the U.S. is gone. (laughs) It sure seems that way. (laughs) The Constitution is not currently in effect. And we have an illegitimate government, and we've had so for quite some time. Um, But... There is a raging debate. <laughs> there was a video. Somebody put up a video. This is a great video. Uh, he went to Columbia University in Manhattan and asked students on the campus, can a man get pregnant? And then he went to Harlem and asked the same question. <laughs> it's, a gr- it's so great. <laughs> we are asking people if men can get pregnant at Columbia University, and then we're going to go to Harlem and ask the same question. Do you guys think men can get pregnant? If you identify as a man and you have the reproductive parts to get pregnant, then yeah, you can get pregnant. Like, it's a yes. Obviously, it's a yes. There's no other, no question. Someone that identifies as a man can have a uterus and, and potentially get pregnant. If, like, the man has the same body structure, like women. Like women? With the, like, here, maybe he can get pregnant. So that was Columbia, and this is Harlem, and we're going to ask the same question. Can men get pregnant? What do you guys think? Can men get pregnant? 
Oh, no. Men cannot get pregnant. That's yes, because they don't got a uterus. Hello. Okay, they don't have uterus. A lot of people have been telling us they can. What are your thoughts on that? I think that's outrageous, bro. We're men. We're here to, like, you know, put the seed inside the female. We're yeah. not fucking, what's who call them? Seahorses. We're not that. Uh, men, men is not that, <laughs> baby. God created woman and man to make baby. That's men. I will tell you what, what we've been hearing. So they say that if a man has a uterus, has a woman's parts, then they can get pregnant. That's what they're telling me. Okay, okay, I guess that makes sense, but they would be a woman. <laughs> God is the creator of this world as far as I know. He made a woman and he made a man, and he made us for a purpose. Man is never going to have a baby, so people that's thinking like that are crazy. Then you better know they crazy. I'm finished with that. <laughs> the big takeaway from that <laughs> clip. For all of you younger listeners out there thinking about spending some time in a American <laughs> university or college of higher education... Perhaps instead you would like to take a vacation to Harlem. <laughs> Who would you rather hang <laughs> where out with? You will be, <laughs> where you will be enlightened. Uh, how did they know? By how common did those sense. Harlem residents know uh, without having a higher education <laughs> that a man doesn't have a uter- uterus and therefore can't get pregnant? That's amazing. That must be the uh, internet. Yeah, they don't have well, any bushes in Harlem, I'm, so they get clear uh, internet reception. <laughs> They're able to know. <laughs> do you have any? Um, do you have any sound effect of like somebody raiding like a cash machine or something? Like coins and money like being shaken out of a bank <laughs> or don't. something like that. <laughs> I could probably. Ru- oh, because I thought you could use that as a, and and then we would call it me raiding my kids' college <laughs> savings because we're just not going to use it for that purpose anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, clearly Columbia and other high-profile universities are where you go to become so stupid that you think a man can have a baby. Well, that's right and those are going to be the people running the government uh, I, I would prefer any of these people in Harlem seriously who would you rather be hanging out with who would you rather go have a beer with some lunatic in a ponytail who thinks that uh, that he can get pregnant or a uh, just a, a, a down to earth uh, Harlemite who, who just instinctively knows yeah. that that's insane I'm going to Harlem baby yeah well I'm going globetrotting. <laughs> <laughs> well, before you do, let me say thank you to you, Jeremy Siegel, once again for your devotion, your dedication to the truth, and bringing the Truth Bait podcast to our producers. I want to thank our producers as well for sending in content. Uh, we're gonna in our next episode. We're gonna get back to content that. Uh, Al and Joliet has been sending in and a whole bunch of stuff that Big D and AZ sent in. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, we will have to get to that in the in the next episode. We were a bit inundated and had other stuff uh, on our plate, but we will be getting to it. Excellent, excellent stuff coming up. You will not want to miss the next episode of the Truth Bait Podcast, which we bring to you every Tuesday and Friday and sometimes Saturdays without fail. To the best of our ability to hack down trees. <laughs> uh, 
Thank you very much, everybody. Share the show. Write us at truth at truthbait.com and share the show. And now, back into the sea of clickbait with us all.